0: Our God is amazing and powerful and strong. For those of you here in the sanctuary, you guys can go ahead and have a seat. For those of you watching online, we're so glad that you're connecting with us. This is a great week for us. This is God continuing to move forward with us in our Winning the War in our Mind series. If you are newer to Grace Church, we've been taking this whole month to take some steps forward. This is week four of winning the war in our mind and we've continued to, to take some ground. We've addressed some things regarding the lies that the enemy speaks against us, the strongholds that are in our life. We've addressed some steps that we need to take forward, uh, to take steps forward in our life and, and what he has for us. And so I'm, I'm excited about today. Today is gonna be a little bit intense and so we're gonna dig a little bit deep. I hope that's okay. Today we're gonna focus on the reality that we need to calm our anxious thoughts so regarding the winning the war in our mind, we have anxious thoughts, we have anxiety in our life that continues to build up. And so we need to, to know the reality of what that looks like to calm them and, and to, ha- to understand, to, to focus in on the Lord for who he is. And so I wanna read some verses to you, but the context of these is the apostle Paul wrote them while he was in prison. He was in prison and actually facing death. So talk about a stressful situation for him. And this is what he says, In Philippians chapter four, he starts out by saying, don't worry about anything. He says, instead, pray about everything and tell God what you need and thank him for all that he's done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything that we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And now dear brothers and sisters, one final thing, fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about the things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all you learned and receive from me everything you heard from me and saw me doing. Then the God of peace will be with you. So what I wanna do is I wanna take some time and and focus on praying and giving those to the Lord. And so I believe that God's word is strong and significant, but we've got to take these steps forward. And so let's pray together. Lord God, we come before you. And Father, we recognize that we're supposed to give you everything. We want to give you everything. Lord, we take our anxiety and our issues and problems and, and we want to bring them before you. And so Lord, we ask that you would speak. Uh, regarding our situation right now. We're in some trouble, we're in some circumstances and Lord, I pray that you would speak to us during this time as we look at your word and we, we ingest it, Lord, we breathe it in, we allow it to come alive inside of us that you would communicate through the power of your spirit regarding our anxious thoughts That you would help us to have the victory in our life. In Jesus' name, amen. So one of the things that we've been talking about in this series is that we, ha- we have to recognize that our thoughts will give us the direction in our life. Uh, So the things that we think will cause how how we're led and and what we want to do and what we experience. So when we face a problem, what does our mind do? So our mind sometimes will race out of control and get a little bit nutty. And so we can even begin to think irrationally at times when we're facing a really difficult circumstance, what happens is we kind of, Think just to go down this trail, and we, and we end up in a spot where we didn't even think that we could realize. And so, what I want to do, I kind of want to give you an example of that. Maybe you're worried right now uh, because maybe you're in school or you were in school, and, and you're concerned about getting a bad grade. And so, you think about getting a bad grade, and you go, Oh my gosh, like if I get a bad grade in this, in this class then maybe I won't be able to go to the college that I'm supposed to go to. And then if I don't go to the college that I'm supposed to go to, well, then maybe I won't meet the person that God has for me. And if I don't meet the person that God has for me, maybe I have to settle for somebody else and they don't have really nice teeth. And then we have children that have jacked up teeth and, and then our kids, like their teeth are all messed up. And we think about it and we're going, oh my gosh, well, our kids have to have braces that way when they take selfies and do videos and reels, that way they look all right and they look presentable, but we're gonna spend all that money on braces and then we won't be able to afford to send our kids to college. And then if we don't send our kids to college, they might end up where they're they're choosing crime instead and then if they choose a life of crime to fund, to fund their hobbies, they might end up in jail. And if they end up in jail, how in the world am I going to have grandkids when I'm older? Like, how is that going to work? And then if my kids, you know, if they end up getting out of jail, what's our life going to be like? And, and this, this worries me so much. It gives me so much stress. It's causing me issues, and, and I feel like I have a headache. Maybe it's a brain tumor. So you can see what I'm talking about. Like, our life is constantly moving in the direction of our thoughts, of our strongest thoughts. And and the good news is when those thoughts are good, then that's great. Like the, the Lord can direct us in it. But what the problem is when they're bad thoughts and they're anxious thoughts and they're filled with worry and fear and concern, sometimes that direction is not amazing. And, and so one of the things that I love that I get to do is I, I get to just speak into people's lives and and speak into your life and my family. And so the concept that I like to use, and I've shared this a number of different times, where I like to share what I call life lessons. So God has taken me through some experiences and I've learned some things along the way. So I love to just share these life lessons with different people and, and, and with everyone around me. But uh, you know that, that might not sound strange to you. You're going, Yeah, I get it. Like that's great. You're a pastor, but I share life lessons with my sons all the time. So they hear me talk about life lessons like time and time and time and time again. In fact, my youngest recently said to me, dad, chill on the life lessons, bro. I was like, bro, like what's up with that? So I just, it's part of who I am. You know, I just, I love to share the life lessons. So that's kind of where part of this message comes from. You know, we've been walking along the, this book called Winning the War in Your Mind by Pastor Craig Groeschel, and if you're not reading it, you need to. Uh, it is a transformative book. You at least download it on Audible and listen to it while you're driving or, or commuting. Uh, but one of, these, one of the life lessons, some of the principles in there, like I'm taking on, and I'm extrapolating from the book and I'm a scripture and it's intertwining. It's been so powerful in my life. And so I want to share one of the life lessons that I learned back in high school in psych class. Uh, it's possible that you've heard about this before, where when, as human beings, when we face a dire situation, right, when our back's against the wall, when we're, when we're wedged in the corner, what happens is we're going to respond. How are we going to respond? So we either fight where we go, oh, no way, like I'm going to come out and I'm going I'm to battle against what's pushed me in the corner, or we'll flight. So that's when we escape. We go, oh, I can't, I can't handle it right now. And we try and and find some way, I've added something along the way, just with learning and education, and so there's also what I believe is freeze. So we can fight, we can flight, or we're paralyzed. We just, we're frozen, and we don't really know what to do. And so when you understand the concepts in our brain, one part of our brain is more logical. It is. It, 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 we focus on logic, and we use it that way. And so let me give you an example of logic, but then also sometimes the irrational thoughts that cause anxiety, when we don't allow the Lord to dictate our thoughts. So let's say, you know, you're, you're sleeping at night. Maybe it was last night and you, know, you go to bed and, and you're sleeping all of a sudden, in the middle of the night, you hear you hear some, some like a noise, a, a scratching. And you go, you know, something. And it's like, Err! you know, you, it, and you wake up. All of a sudden you wake up, your eyes are wide and, and you go, it must be a rubber. Like the, somebody's in the house, it's a home invasion. Like what's going on? What's the deal? And then like, your mind comes in and it's the logic part kicks in and it goes, oh, no, 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 no. That sound, it, we recognize that sound. That's something we've heard before. That's the dog scratching at the sliding glass door downstairs to get outside. So we, oh, all right, like I know what that is. But initially, we, re- we respond in something that is very dramatic. And so our anxious thoughts get programmed into our mind from our past experiences. So when we face danger, uh, when we face an issue, a problem, our mind releases adrenaline in that scenario, right? That's why we wake up and we're wide awake, our eyes get open, (gasps) you know, we feel like there's danger, our mind releases the adrenaline. Like let's say you and I, we're out hiking and we're walking on the path and, and we're going together, and then all of a sudden you see a snake, and you're like, whoa, you know, it's a snake, you jump away, you run away, whatever it is, there's a natural response, our brain says, snake, get away, and so you flee, right, and and, and that's very, very normal, or let's say we're driving down the road together, and you know, everything's going good, and we're in our lane, and all of a sudden, we, we look, and, and then this other car just starts starts kind of weaving in our lane, they, they come across the double yellow line, and we're, You know, we're on our side, and they're they're weaving over, and you look up, and you're hoping that you see eyeballs, but you don't. You see the top of their head. And all of a sudden, your brain goes, they're texting and driving, and they're coming into our lane. So we lay on the horn. We're like, hey. You know, you swerve, whatever it is, because we what? We recognize there's danger, and we're trying to evade that danger. And so our mind is not objective. It's logical in certain parts and certain regards. But our emotions, they start in our mind they start up here and then they transfer into our life and so what happens our emotions are there and we we feel them and experience them based on what's called triggers and so that's the first point i want to share with you every single one of us we all have triggers and this they are extremely powerful we all have them and they they will determine you know our thoughts our emotions our responses in our life And and so let me just give you a couple of examples. So there's triggers that can can be be, be, we can experience a reaction based on thoughts, smells, and different things. So let's say you're walking through the mall, and all of a sudden you catch a, a whiff of perfume, and you go, "Oh my gosh, that's the same perfume my mom." Where's and you and all of a sudden you begin thinking about your mom and you text her, hi mom, how you doing? Just thinking about you, you know, found something cute today. So a, a smell literally can initiate a trigger. I mean, it happens to us all the time at Thanksgiving. You know, you walk into your, your grandma's house and <sniffs> smells like apple pie, pumpkin pie, oven, you know, oven roasted turkey, and you're like, and, and so all that is released. Like chemicals are released in our brain, and so it initiates some type of response. And so you might hear a song. You know, you're listening on Spotify or while you're working out, all of a sudden a song pops up and you go, oh my gosh, this is my, me and my best friend's song. This is our wedding song. This is something from the 80s. Like whatever era you listen to, it, it, it causes us to go back to that experience from our past or have that connection. And so I shared in previous weeks that sometimes I battle with the fear of rejection and the fear of failure. And so when I'm in certain circumstances, it will trigger those fears. If I'm in a conversation and something happens and I feel like somebody's displeased with the decision, all of a sudden, <gasps> the fear of rejection, you know, just piles up inside of me and I go, oh my gosh, what if they're upset? What if they're bothered? What if they leave the church? What if, you know, all these things, my, my mind starts to race. You know, what if it's a brain tumor? Like, oh my God, like, and so I just think all these stuff and, and so when we have these responses, it it causes a trigger, and then it causes these things to happen in our life. And a lot of times, it will cause physical effects as well. So I don't know about you, but when anxiety and fear sets in my mind and in my emotions, sometimes I can literally feel my blood pressure rising. I, I can feel my heart start to race. I literally, I'll check my pulse, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like, uh, you know, it just, you can feel it rising up inside of you. Uh, sometimes my thoughts race. Uh, sometimes if it continues and it's persistent, we'll even experience a little bit of like an anxiety attack or a panic attack where we'll have shortness of breath. And then if we try and go to bed, we, you know, we might fall asleep for a little while, but we wake up and we, so we have sleeplessness that we're dealing with, with anxiety and panic. And so these these symptoms are very common and very normal when we have them and so what i want to do is where do they come from you know our brain our emotions our responses the triggers like where does all that come from so what we've got to do is it comes from past experiences that we have and so usually it's from some type of hurt from some type of pain that we've walked through whether it's relational pain or emotional pain or some type of trauma I mean, many of us, we have trauma in our past, things that we experience. It could be abandonment, where all of a sudden you felt that when you were younger or as a teenager, as an adult, and it it triggers something and it triggers a response. And it affects our thoughts and our emotions and those erupt inside of us. And then what happens after the triggers happen and we have a response, we have to find some way to cope. And this is very normal. So what we do is number two, we develop some type of coping mechanism, and every single one of us, we have a coping mechanism. Oftentimes, we have several. Uh, I shared in, in previous weeks. When I get when I get a little bit anxious and stuff, uh, my, my comfort food is pizza and ice cream. You know, if something's not going right, if it's if it's raining outside, and Pastor Aaron feels a little sniffly, I, I need tomato soup and a grilled cheese sandwich. Like I, I just I do. That's what helps me. That's. Like, so, you know, we, we, might, we might find, you know, an area or a thing that, that gives us comfort in our life, and so it could be shopping, where if you're facing some anxiety and some fear, you, you just go, I, I got to go spend money. And so that's a way that people cope. It could be gambling. It could be gaming, where you say, hey, I, I got I to gotta go spend some time on my game. I got to just have some screen time. And, and then most certainly, some of the more common coping mechanisms are alcohol, Drugs, painkillers, and then as we continue to understand more and more about mental health and, and awareness of it, some of the coping mechanisms that we have in our life are self-loathing, where we'll, we'll isolate ourselves, and we just begin to feel sad and sad, and we begin to feel lonely. Sometimes we revert to, uh, revert to uh, physical pain, inflicting physical pain on ourselves, like cutting, and so these. Coping mechanisms are very real in all of our lives. And many times we have more than just one. And so I I say all those because it's reality. You know, we have those struggles. But as a pastor, my hope and desire is that we would move towards the one that is the true answer, which is Christ. So I believe that as a Christ follower, I don't have to revert to these alternate coping mechanisms that when I'm facing anxiety and fear and problems, I can literally go before the Lord and pray to him and seek his face and say, God, I'm dealing with this. It's a struggle, it's a problem. So I wanna bring it before you. So God, I, I wanna lay these things at your feet. And I ask for the Holy Spirit to speak and to move powerfully. But unfortunately, so many times, our brain develops these unhealthy coping mechanisms And then they get ingrained in who we are and they become a pattern in our life. And that's not what God has for us. And so I need to ask you to dig down deep. What are the coping mechanisms that you use? I know mine and and you probably know yours. And so dig down deep into the core of who you are and identify those. Like what is it that you always revert to? Because let's say you, if you grew up in an abusive home where your father uh, acted out violently, verbally and physically against your mom uh, or you, your siblings, and anytime you came home and there was yelling or sometimes alcohol is involved, there's anger, rage, you know what's going on. You can... F- it And so what happens is because we've gone through that experience, now in our life, anytime we hear yelling, somebody's upset, we hear any type of conflict or anger, all of a sudden the anxiety comes in, right? The trigger happens, the coping mechanism comes in, and we go, how am I going to cope? How am I going to process Oh man, I just, I need to grab a drink. I need to grab a glass of wine in order to make it through. I had a tough day. This is so hard. This trigger's happening. I, I need to have a drink. I need to have a cigarette. I need to have a joint. Like whatever it is. So what is your coping mechanism that you lean towards? And because it's really important for us to identify it. Because if we're going to win the war in our mind, we have to know what we're battling against. Right? So in a battle, we have to know our enemy, that thing is pulling you away from the Lord and it's causing you to experience defeat in your life. And so let's identify it that way we know what we're fighting against. Because it's possible that with exposed trauma or abuse or or this regular type of pattern of of activity, we have these coping mechanisms and they're pervasive. And I I do want to touch on a little bit of the, the fact that if you've experienced abuse or abandonment, then, then these, these are some of the things that we've got to battle through. And I, I want to speak specifically to, to those of you that are first responders and that are current military or former military. Because what happens is you guys are, are, are all trained. So when, when we're going through a situation and it's traumatic, we call you. You come, you show up, if, if there's a battle, if there's you know, military, you, what you do is you're trained to step into chaotic situations where everything's going wrong and you step in and you rescue us, which is awesome. And we're so thankful for that. But my heart goes out to you because what happens is, you know, something that I would look at and see as traumatic, I actually have an opportunity to process through and experience healing. Well, unfortunately for you, in your employment, in your job, in your calling, you see trauma after trauma after trauma and they're stacked up on top of each other. And so my heart goes out to you because when do you process? When do you experience healing of your own? Because some of the things that you see are horrific and they're awful and they turn my stomach upside down and and but you're trained to basically compartmentalize those so that you can resolve a problem, bring an answer, a solution, rescue, pull out whatever it is. And so part of my heart and prayers, you know, how are you in somebody that's constantly exposed to trauma able to experience the healing and triggers and the coping mechanisms that are truly healthy and are of the Lord and so Quite honestly, I believe that all of us need some type of healing regarding the coping mechanisms that we experience in our life. And so what that means and looks like is we get to reprogram our mind. Those are the verses that we've been reading that we can experience transformation in our mind where the Lord can reprogram our responses and what we do. And if it's something that you would identify as you know, something significant. I just, I wanna let you know, we're here for you. I'm not just gonna throw this out on a Sunday morning and say, hey, good luck with that. Uh, no, 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 we're, I'm here for you. We're here for you. We wanna encourage you to get linked up in a connection group. If you feel like you need counseling and, and somebody just continual uh, help and professional support, we wanna help you do that. We wanna help you experience it because we all need this. And so at what level do you need that healing and restoration? Because we want to continue to see the the victory as we win in the battle in our mind. And so we've got to learn the healthy healthy coping mechanisms and learn how to calm our anxious thoughts. Because I want to read that verse again that Paul wrote. He says, hey, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he's done. Then you will experience God's peace which exceeds anything that we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And so do you see the power of what's being communicated by a man that's facing potential capital punishment for preaching the good news of Jesus? This guy's in prison and he says, hey, don't worry. Don't let anxiety overcome you. You can do this. Give it to the Lord, pursue after him. And so what right now is giving you those anxious thoughts? Maybe you're, you're, you got a job interview that's, that's coming up and you're going, this is a great job. This is a great opportunity. <gasps> Am I going to say something wrong? Am I concerned? Is my resume, full up, my resume full enough? Do I have enough things? Maybe you're concerned uh, 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 about being a student. You look at this semester and you're, you get anxious about exams and, and papers and, and school and grades and professors. Maybe it's it's regarding finances, and you're, you're going, man, in my company, in my business, we've got to land this client. We've got to sign this contract, and so it's causing anxiety in your life. Maybe you're, you're looking at something related to health, and you're saying, God, I need healing in my physical body, and it's causing anxiety and problems in what you're experiencing, and so what Paul is saying in those verses is he's like, hey, we've got to go before the Lord and bring it to him, and that his peace, his peace will overcome us, not anxiety and fear, but the Lord's peace will come into our minds and our hearts and our spirit and our life. Because quite honestly, if you're willing to admit, I know I am, that I don't often take the power of prayer at what it truly is. Sometimes if something's going wrong, I'll try and figure out a scenario or something that I can do to resolve it instead of saying, oh my gosh, God, I want to bring this before you. Sometimes my first thought isn't prayer. And so what I wanna say to you is so often we undervalue the power and the significance of prayer, like praying to God for the solution, for the answer, to resolve the problem. Because the God that I serve, he's the one that in a desert time, in a weary time when I feel dry, he's the one that brings rain. In in a time when I need provision, when, when there's times of lack and I pray, God is the one that brings and supplies all the things for my needs. Like God is the one that does that. So when I'm facing a problem or a situation, why wouldn't we pray and ask God to respond? Because the God that I serve, he heals the sick, he raises the dead. That's the God that I serve and he's amazing and powerful and strong. And so we have to take all these negative toxic thoughts that are going on in our brain that cause all the anxiety and the turmoil inside of us and we cast them before the Lord and we pray and we, we pray for healing, we pray for restoration, we pray for transformation, that all the panic would be removed. And so my question is, why don't we do that? Because I, I say that out loud and many of you, 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 you would agree, you go, yeah, I, I, I don't pray first, I should. I need, I I believe in God, I believe in the power of prayer. And so why, when we have panic or anxiety or anxious thoughts, why aren't we praying about it? And I believe part of it is we aren't fully trusting God. We, We aren't fully trusting God that in our scenario, that he either cares enough, loves us enough to do something, or that he can actually do something. Because if we did, we would go to him first and all the time, but we don't. And so here's, here's part of the reason why uh, in Romans chapter eight, verses five and six, it says, those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things, but those who are controlled by the spirit think about things that, are, that please the spirit. So let your sinful nature control your mind. So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death. But letting the spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. So every single one of us, we're sinners. We're all sinners. We all have issues. But the problem is we allow our sinful nature and our sinful thoughts and the lies of the enemy to dominate, to rule what we're thinking, what we're feeling, and experience. And God is saying, hey, instead of that, there's another way, a better way, a spiritual way, a divine supernatural way that God is offering to us So to me, what if we stopped listening to the lies that the enemy is saying and started listening to the truth of God's word and the Holy Spirit in our lives? And so this is transformative for us. If we dig deep and we allow God to do something supernatural, this is so powerful. So my question is, what are the triggers that you have in your life? What are the coping mechanisms that you're using to to work through them? And what worries and fears are dominating your life right now because we need to do number three. This is the answer where we take all that mess and we release it to the Lord. All that mess, all the trouble, all the problems and we pray and we seek God and we go after him. And so let me give you a little bit of a visual aid. So here we go, right? We're talking about anxiety, stress, worry, fear and these are ours and we have them. And so we, we, we see point number three and we're like, release it to the Lord. And we're, oh, and, and we want to. I mean, who wants to carry this like an anchor around our neck any longer, like a weight on our back? We don't. And so we go, all right, I'm in. I'm gonna release it to the Lord. And so we pray and we go, all right, God, you know my situation. You know what's going on. I'm gonna pray and I'm gonna release it to you. God, there it is. Like, you know, God, you know I'm praying and I'm believing and here's my anxiety, so where are you, bro? Like, it's been 15 seconds since I prayed, and I don't hear you. I don't, I don't see an answer. I don't see a solution. I don't trust you enough to leave it over there. So sometimes even unconsciously, we go and pick it back up. We released it to God and we're like, he ain't doing anything. I guess I gotta just deal with this. I guess this is just my problem that I've gotta walk with. And, And so we get impatient and we take it back. But I believe that the core of what is truly taking place is we don't trust God enough. We don't trust him enough. We look at God and we think that he's too small incapable and unable and we look at our problem and we go this is so big this is such a you know this is ominous in my life god god's not going to be able to do anything about that and so we take it back and we continue to carry that weight and so what is it what is it in your life that you need to release to the lord maybe it's your job maybe just the stress and anxiety that your job is causing you Like that's something we've gotta say. We've gotta lay it before the Lord and and be hands off and say, God, you're gonna do something awesome. Maybe it is your kids. You know, I make the joke about all the kids stuff and some of you right now, you're in the midst of a a major battle, major turmoil in your kids. You know, whether they're children or adolescents or grown adults and they're not making the decisions that are honoring God and it's causing you a lot of stress. And so laying that before the Lord, you know, it, it, it certainly could be our health, I mean, so often we know stress isn't good for us, but we're stressed about our health and our emotional well-being. And it could be financial, right? You're praying and asking for for provision. It could be related to your company that you own or that you manage, and, and you're not really sure how things are gonna unfold, and you continue to carry the weight of work with you all the time. And so what we're gonna do is we're gonna give these to God, and we're gonna put it down, and we're gonna leave it. We're not gonna pick it back up. We're gonna trust and we're gonna believe. And my guess is some of us, we've already done that. I mean, if if you're a Christ follower, you go, I know, I've tried, it's so hard. And I realize that this is challenging, but there's more. There's more. There's another level of depth that I'm gonna tap into right now. Because that's the one thing that we need to give and we know it, those, that anxiety and it's causing us issues and problems. But here's the deal, God doesn't only want just that. He wants everything, every single aspect of our life, all of it, not just certain parts and certain pieces and we keep our life segmented. He wants every single thing. And so in scripture, the terminology is surrender. Where we, where we take and we say, hey, I, I wanna surrender everything and we give God control over everything. And so to me, there should be evidence in our life that we've done this, where we say, hey God, I trust you so much and so there should be results, that it should be seen that we're living a life that is honoring the Lord. And so when we pray and believe, what's the action that follows our belief? That, that's the way faith works. Faith is believing in the things that we don't yet see. But then as a result, in James, it talks about we need to add action to our faith. That's our part. Praying and believing is the supernatural. That's God's department. But we have a department as well. What are we doing as a result of our faith and believing? So just a couple of examples. If you're praying for financial breakthrough in your life, to me, the practical application that, that takes place is you say, all right. We're gonna live on a budget. We're not gonna spend more than we make. God, I'm praying and believing for provision, so we're gonna live on this budget. That's, that's our response to it. If you're a student and you're praying and believing for a great semester, do you know what your action step is? You gotta read all those books. You gotta study. You, got, you can't just walk into an exam and be like, God, would you please help me? You know, put in, my, put in my mind all the things that I don't know. No, 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 God's saying, I want you to study. I want you to know and read that stuff. And, and so maybe you're praying for your health your physical health. Well, what's our part? We all know it's diet and exercise. So are you doing that? Are you living that out? And so to me, trusting in God is complete surrender with every single aspect of our life, and we're living it out, and it's seen, it's noticeable. One of the other words that Jesus uses in the gospels is the word fruit. There should be fruit in our life that is seen by other people. And so I want to share with you a a pretty common uh, couple of verses, it's possible you've heard them before, it's Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6, and it says to trust, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding, but seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. We get it sometimes in our head. But my challenge to you is winning this war, winning this battle in our mind is taking that thought, trusting in God's word and actually doing it and allowing that to permeate through every part of our life and surrendering. Because what would it look like if we took all of our fear, worry, anxiety, and stress and we gave it to God and we trusted him and we allowed God to renew our mind to change the way that we think and the way that we process all this. Because to me, if we get rid of that and we leave it over here, when we replace it with the spiritual side, what, are, what is all the fruit that the spirit brings in our life? It's in Galatians, it's love, joy, peace. Oh, I don't want love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, self-control. I want fear, worry, stress. No, none of us want more anxiety. So we're gonna lay it down and we're gonna live a supernatural spiritual life. We're literally, that's what's filling our thoughts and our minds and who we are. And here's what I wanna encourage you with, it's possible. This is a choice. It might take a little bit of a process. It might take some work and determination on our part, but it's a choice and we can have it. So we can live held down and like prisoner of anxiety and fear, or we can live in freedom in liberty with the Lord and full of his presence and full of the Holy Spirit. Because the reality is, is Jesus is the one that gives us the victory. Jesus died, laid down his life. For what? For our sin and for our eternity. So we don't spend eternity in hell, we get to spend eternity in heaven. Well, he died for our sin and for us. So the sinful nature that you and I battle, Jesus is the one that gives us the victory. Are we gonna allow ourselves to be held down by anchors that are dragging us underwater and we're drowning? or take a step and allow Jesus to just be who he is in our life and allow the Holy Spirit to fill our minds and our hearts and our thoughts. And so I I know what you want, I know what I want. So let's continue to take steps and move in that direction. So what I wanna do is I just, I wanna pray over you, uh, if that's okay, because I know for a lot of us, this is a big thing and something we battle with. So if y'all would do me a favor, go ahead and stand up And I'm gonna pray over us as we close. The Lord God, we come before you and God, we just want to honor you. We wanna bless you, Lord. We recognize you are powerful and you're strong. You're so significant, Lord. Your presence is always there in our mind, in our hearts, in our lives. And so God, right now, would you help us Would you help us to see you? Would you help us to feel you? Would you help us to experience you? Because God, sometimes when we're overwhelmed by all the issues and problems, it's really, really hard for us to see and experience you. But Lord, would you give us spiritual eyes, Lord, a spiritual heart, a spiritual mind that's renewed, Lord, that literally the spirit that you gave us inside to worship you would just have this constant resonance with you that we would feel you more than ever before so God, I pray for victory. I pray for, for, for uh, the aspect that we can have this in our lives. And so for so many of us, I pray that anxiety would dissipate. Lord, I pray that fear would be washed away, that worry wouldn't consume us anymore, that stress would be pushed off. Lord, that we would experience the fruit of your spirit, the anointing, your presence like never before. Lord, that we would experience the baptism of your Holy Spirit, praying in the spirit that we would be full of you more than ever. And Lord, that our mind and our heart wouldn't be dominated by these things of the enemy. But God, would you do something supernatural in us? We're begging and pleading that you would change us in who we are. And Lord, we're so excited. We have great amount of anticipation as we continue to walk this out for your glory. for your your name to be lifted up in our life. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.